Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Arnott with Amy Wees. And this is Seller Roundtable number 111. And we are super happy to have Brian Johnson on. Brian, thank you so much for being here. Glad to be here. This is going to be fun. I, I can't believe it's it's taken this long. This is your first appearance, right? It is. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, punish myself later for uh, taking so long to invite you on. Really appreciate you being here. Yeah. No, I, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. So, Brian, we always like to get a little bit of background on our guests. You know, people uh, always want to know kind of the journey to where you are today. So if you can give us a uh, go as deep or as, as not deep as you want in terms of, you know, maybe where you're born, grew up, past jobs, hard knocks, you know, kind of the, the journey till today. Feel free to take as long or as little as you like. Okay. All right. So here's the edited version. Um, <laughs> I was born as a small child. No, the, um, I was actually, uh, uh, I was born and raised outside of Portland, Oregon, which I happen to be at right now, uh, this, this week, uh, which for those of you who are up in this area, um, you know, some, some bad, recent bad weather. <laughs> so as far as uh, really hot weather, right across the country, but, um, but yeah, I'm actually based out of, I mean, you're uh, San Antonio, uh, down in Amy Lee's country. Um, and so that is where I've been down in the South for about 20 years. Um, the last 14 years I've been in the e-commerce game. I, I spent the, the early part of my careers, uh, over in fortune 500 tech. Um, and then, uh, the last 14 years I've been, uh, e-commerce self-employed and the last six years in the Amazon space primarily focusing in on uh, an area, a topic that had a huge gap, and that was Amazon advertising. Um, and that provided me a number of opportunities uh, to, uh, I guess, kind of like stand up and say like, okay, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to go get it. And that's kind of the habit that I always provided. And people just kept on uh, coming and asking uh, for, for more and more, uh, you know, as far as more and more advice and more and more tools, more and more resources and everything. And so that led to a number of uh, companies, a number of projects um, that included uh, PPC Scope, which was an Amazon advertising software, uh, sponsored Products Academy 1, 2, and 3. So we did that for about uh, three of those across four years. Uh, and then, of course, my my flagship uh, advertising agency, Canopy Management. And Canopy Management has now grown. We have, I'm not sure as far as I know, I know we're currently managing um, over a billion dollars in Amazon revenue across our clients. And it takes, I want to say we have about 50 to 55 uh, staff on our team around the world in order to, to manage all that. So it is, um, it's been quite the journey <laughs> as far as, uh, uh, trying to get to get it to that point. Um, and it certainly had, uh, many points along the way where, you know, frankly, um, you know, you, you always have setbacks, you always have pain, but the, it's the pain that kind of like sharpens the, you know, sharpens the blade, right. That makes it better, you know, moving forward. And so, uh, enough of that, um, and surrounding myself with uh, people who are like me, who wanted to experiment, who wanted to do the research and the development and like, hey, what if we could do this? That kind of culture uh, within the company uh, continues to uh, have us on the bleeding edge, if you will, um, as far as uh, advertising technology and something that, that I've gotten very passionate about uh, in, in line with Amy. And that, of course, is um, speaking to 
the target audience, really identifying who you're speaking to, actually crafting your messaging so that you can not only attract and differentiate your product from competitors, uh, craft your message to your target audience, and of course, increase conversion rates. So that is something that, that I lead with. I'm known for Amazon advertising, both PPC and DSP, uh, but I'm probably even more passionate about uh, getting the messaging right and getting all these millions of product listings on Amazon uh, corrected <laughs> from what they are now. Yes. Because <laughs> most I people are it. doing it wrong. You know? <laughs> that's so true. It's so true. You know, that's just wonderful to hear because there are so many PPC agencies out there that are happy to take your money and don't even really look at your listing. And, you know, it's like, why would you run ads if they're not going to convert? So I just, right. I love that. Yay. Yep, so true. So true. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely the foundation, right? That's what Amy and I say. It's always like the bad listing. If you start with a bad listing, it's like a deck of cards, right? It's just, it's not going to, it's not going to stand up to the test of time. Right. One thing, one thing I want to get into, Ryan, and we usually wait for this, but what I've realized is, is in, pa in the past, like every time we ask these Q4 questions, like because there's that delay that comes between the, the posting of the podcast, the editing and all that, it's usually like December, you know, 31st by the time the episode finally comes out. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but when you're planning for Q4, I mean, it really starts kind of, you know, July, August time is when the, the really successful people uh, you know, successful companies yeah. in Q4, that's when they start planning. So what are some tap tactics this year? Cause I know it, it kind of evolves every single year, you know, st you know, starting right now is when people are starting to kind of craft the, the, the plan, um, the strategy for Q4 in terms of Amazon advertising, uh, listings, reviews, you know, kind of the, all the different uh, facets of, of getting that listing uh, moving before, before, you know, the, the prime shopping season. So are you doing anything differently this year uh, compared to last year in Q4 and what are, what are some kind of, uh, you know, things you can start looking at planning at, uh, kind of crafting the, um, you know, the, the strategy for Q4. Yeah. I mean, it definitely changes every year. It has to, because the, the platform evolves, the competition evolves, the strategy evolves. Um, and of course, uh, let's go ahead and throw in, um, pandemics and civil riots and all kinds of stuff here just for fun. Um, you know, this year, certainly with 2021, uh, between Prime Day and two weeks prior to Cyber Week, uh, Black Friday, uh, Cyber Monday, um, that is when we're pretty heavy as far as experiments. Now, traditionally, summers are going to have lower traffic. Amazon advertises less. They draw the traffic. They draw shoppers um fewer shoppers onto the platform during the summer because that's when a lot of vacations occur. This year is going to be interesting because it's a kind of combination of people have adapted to working at home more regularly uh, and being at home. But then uh, certainly, Amer uh, well, a lot of people around the world, of course, have been just chomping out the bit to get outside the house, right? Like get out in the field, go camping, get, get go somewhere, right? Um, and so there's quite a few family vacations, but it is not the traditional family vacation where it's like, oh, my kids are out of school and therefore we're going to go take a trip that we planned, you know, you know, six months ago. There's a whole lot of like weekend impromptu, hey, let's jump in the RV and go down to the beach or let's go see if we can find an Airbnb and, and, um, I happen to be in both of those spaces, but, um, the, uh, this year is, is, I would say in, in the United States, it's going to be different than other marketplaces that, that are still a lot more locked down. Um, you know, India is an example, completely different, opposite contrast to what's going on in the United States. Uh, but at the same time is 
the shopping is either going to be seasonal during the summer um, or it's going to be experimental. In other words, the shopping is not experimental. In other words, the, the shoppers are going to be looking for seasonal uh, products that are appropriate for seasonal uh, hiking, camping, uh, barbecue, uh, bug repellent, you know, uh, heat stroke blankets, you know, whatever the case is. Um, and so you, you still have to market um uh, tune advertising and, and tune your listings in order to market to the audience that's currently shopping for your product in this season, uh, where it's an on season for your product. If, if primarily fourth quarter Christmas is typically the hottest time, uh, the high, the peak season for your product, then what you should be doing right now is doing experiments, doing testing, doing uh, checking to see how can I be aggressive in my advertising right now, just in order to kind of prove it out. Even though the search volume and the purchase volume, you know, the search volume is going to be lower and the conversion rates are going to be lower. This is still the time, uh, the season in order to be doing your testing. Because when you get to about two weeks prior to Cyber Week, you're going to want to pull that back because just like the two weeks prior to Prime Day, the conversion rates are going to drop like a rock. They're going to cut in half, right? And so... Any kind of work that you do right now when it comes to uh, listing optimization, when it comes to ad tuning that you do during the summer is going to have a compounding effect when you get into actual fourth quarter, when the traffic comes back, when Amazon is full in fully invested in advertising to bring the shoppers back onto the platform. Uh, that's going to be, you know, and, and the conversion rates start going up for the holiday season. And hopefully we have a more, traditional holiday shopping season this year we'll see i mean it, it's it's kind of anybody's guess we saw some recovery this uh in, in 2020s uh christmas um holiday uh season but then we had shipping logistics we're still going to have shipping and inventory logistic problems uh going into fourth quarter this year but i think that the shoppers themselves are going to try they're going to they're they want to get back to normal you know, they want to get back to something where it's like, oh, I always do this this time of year. I always, uh, you know, go shopping for my family, you know, for those who celebrate the holidays. Um, and so ideally, we're going to see a definite uptick, um, maybe not back to the levels of 2019, but I would say pretty close to it. I would say maybe on par with 2019, not necessarily exceeding 2019. 2020, of course, was a recovery from uh you know from a year of covid right yeah the other the other interesting thing is going to be um you know if if this you know, big bad scary delta variant gets you know gets publicized and you know and the and the normal flu comes back this year um you know if you know all of a sudden there's going to be this new panic right so that's i think kind of where you're saying like you know depending on pandemic wise it, we're still in this zone where, you know, who knows what's going to happen in terms of logistics and, you know, maybe they figure out that, you know, that, that the virus came from the lab leak and now all of a sudden the whole world is, you know, uh, you know, at kind of at not, I don't want to say at war, but at, at, at odds with China. Right. And then what happens? So there's so many kind of crazy, very variants and crazy things going on right now that it's going to be really hard to, to, to follow that. Yeah. I would say that, I mean, one of the things that we can rely on with, um, with shoppers, and sellers. So shoppers are going to look for a bargain that's going to demand sourcing from places like China, Taiwan, India. Um, there's going to be shipping logistics. Uh, so that's one of the things that we can count on from shoppers. One of the things that we can count on uh, from sellers is laziness. Sorry, but 
but you know, as humans, we, we gravitate toward lazy, towards convenient, toward like how, what's the minimum I can get away with that provides a huge opportunity typically for the clients of, uh, of agencies and consultants like ourselves <laughs> who are out there actually trying to make a difference, trying to go, you know, full force in one direction with the best practices uh, that are currently working that gives a, a huge competitive advantage. And so that's, you know, while I'm still teaching out in the community as far as, hey, here's some things that you should be doing, you're still only going to get 5% of, of, of the, the sellers and the brands that actually implement any of that or implement it consistently. Uh, for those of you who are action takers, who do uh, actually take action to implement, to try to do more than the next guy, you're going to have a competitive advantage simply because you're doing, even if you do you know, 10, 20% more than the next guy, you'll have a significant competitive advantage on Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to be really interesting because like you said, you know, Amazon is becoming more price sensitive by the day. Uh, but on the flip side to that stuff, like, you know, you, you were saying logistics, you know, getting a container from China now, some people are saying it's three times what they were paying last year. So it's going to yep. be interesting to see how that plays out. Our seller is going to start raising prices, which I think some of them already have. Um, how that's going to affect the shopping season, right? Because if, you know, the, the $9, uh, you know, little wood uh, doodad that you could get your mom last year is maybe $18 this year, you know, or something like that. So that, yeah. I think you make a, a lot of good points there. Um, there's, there's, it's going to be a lot of moving parts, but, you know, one of those things that people never think about is if you, you know, you, people are like, oh, I don't want to, you know, pay for a warehouse or a storage unit or how, whatever scale you are, you know, I don't want to do that because I don't want that extra expense per month. But if you think, look at, you know, if you ship something right now during the summer season, it's probably going to be half price to what you would do during the holiday season, which a lot of people wait till, you know, uh, late August, September, things like that. If you get a warehouse now and you order now, you're going to save money in that logistics and your chances of that inventory getting stuck at customs or your barge getting, you know, beached in the Suez Canal or, you know, something like that. Those <laughs> Blocked you're, by you're, protesters. You're, and... Right. You're minimizing your risk there. So, <laughs> so um, you know, all of those things are, are something to really, uh, you know, keep your eye on. Now, let's get back to the core of, uh, of PPC. One of the, uh, you know, one of the, I guess it's still relatively new in terms of what's been available, you know, for years now, but um, video ads, I still see, you know, so many sellers not, uh, you know, not, not even deploying a single video ad, which you can do on Canva now in like five minutes, even if it's a terrible ad, you know, the, the, the price that you're paying for those conversions are, are, are relatively low. If you do a somewhat passable video, um, any tips or, you know, anything that you can share with people, uh, tactics on, on using those video ads to really, uh, maximize your, your, uh, PPC sales. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. As far as like, you know, it's really easy to create those videos. Um, you've got, uh, Canva, you've got uh, Animoto, you've got Vidnami. Um, you know, these are all tools that are, are available in order to, to make that initial ad. That initial ad is really very simple. Make a 15 second ad, uh, highlight in big, bold text, like large text, what your three key benefits are, and basically uh, have them kind of, uh, you know, drift across the screen one at a time with some lifestyle images that include your product. It's not that complicated. Um, it really shouldn't, uh, you don't need to hire somebody out. You don't even need Fiverr. You could, you could do it yourself, honestly. Even if you get it wrong, get it up there. If you've got access to in order to, to publish um, at least one video, you know, you can put three, uh, if you're brand registered, you can put three on your, uh, three videos onto your listing. But make sure that that first one that you have is 
the top three benefits. What's in it for me of using, uh, of buying and using your product? What's, what am I going to get out of it? Don't care about what the features are. Tell me what's in it for me. What's the benefit to me if I, if I purchase and use your product and mix it in, you know, tell people what that is, uh, you know, have some kind of a little bit of motion. doesn't have to be crazy. Just a little bit of motion, a little bit of background, uh, you know, music and, um, use that as a 15 second ad um, in your sponsored brand video ads and just get it tested uh, this summer and start uh, really um, identifying what that is. Now, if you are using uh, certainly keyword targeting, you can do both keyword and product targeting with sponsored brand video ads. Um, I would do both certainly on the on the product targeting, you're typically targeting the weaker or post prime day, you're the, the out of stock. Um, you're also gonna get out of stock when it comes to cyber week as well. Uh, certainly take a look at any, any kind of competitor that normally it gets a lot of traffic because they sell, you know, they're a bigger, you know, they're, they're the bigger elephant in the room that you got to tackle there. Um, whatever analogy you want to use there, but if they go out of stock, Amazon is probably still sending traffic, even Amazon's own brands, uh, and their products go out of stock. You get, um, that was an example of one that I, I showed to somebody yesterday or last week was, there was an Amazon Basics in their specific subcategory that was out of stock, but you know that Amazon is still driving a whole bunch of uh, product because it says like, oh, we can ship this to you in two weeks. It'll be back in stock. People, people want it now. You know, it's like, like what are my alternatives? Even if you never you know, had the review rating or the price point in order to compete with a listing like that in the past, now you do when they're out of stock. Um, and then of course, from a keyword standpoint, you know, again, you know, use some of the classic, um, or I shouldn't say classic, but some of the current best practices when it comes to, you know, go for, um, you know, targeting exact match, phrase match. If you're going to do broad match on a sponsored brand ad, uh, make sure that you're using the modifiers. Modifiers is important to learn if you're not, if you're not familiar with that. Um, and then go for, you know, make sure that you're mixing in um, a bunch of long tail, multiple word, you know, four to six keyword phrases um, in order to draw the traffic. It takes a little bit of while to warm up. So don't wait until the last minute to start testing. Start testing as soon as you can, you know, have something out, uh, you know, get your video done in a day, get your ad uh, up the next day. Start testing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I still see um, you know, a lot of the clients I'm, I'm bringing on now, they don't even have a single video ad. And like you were saying, you know, using Canva or something like that, you can do multiple versions. What people don't realize is you can copy that Canva video that you just did, change the text a little bit, deploy, and then see which one, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a little mini AB test. You pick the best one, you try that again, and you just keep refining until you really get that. And then, you know, when Q4 rolls around, you're, you're now ready, uh, like Brian was say, uh, saying, to really get, uh, you know, get those conversions, uh, get that, the, you know, the, that budget cranked up and just keep uh, pushing those sales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Any, uh, Ryan, any new features? I know that, you know, the, I remember back in the day, it was funny because, you know, Amazon for like multiple years, it was like, you know, keyword targeting. Then it was like auto. Then it was, you know, it was like every couple of years, there'd be like these new features. Nowadays, it's just fast and furious on new features. Any new features? Uh, you know, we talked about video. That's, I guess, relatively new. Any new features that that have been released lately that a lot of people might not know about that are uh, that's working really well for you? Yeah, well, I, I would say that the new features, a lot of the new features have to do with some of the data that's provided, some of the reporting that's available. Um, some of that is kind of secondary information, you know, like having 
um, you know, budget, um, you know, knowing, knowing whether or not how often you were in budget and, and, you know, that's cool. That's interesting. You should check that. You should certainly be monitoring that, um, around, uh, you know, peak seasons like prime day, like, uh, you know, the cyber week, you know, the holidays. Um, but that's more of an infrequent check. Um, some of the, the, you know, honestly, it's, it's kind of the back to basics. If you have, um, you know, your sponsored, um, you know, your product display ads, you know, as far as your product targeting ads, where you're, you're targeting ASINs, uh, competing ASINs or related products, um, that works well, uh, very well. If you are doing um, sponsored brand video ad, as you said, you know, it's kind of back to basics. If you don't have it, get it, you know, put it in place, start testing it. Um, most of what we see, anytime we take on a new client um, at Canopy Management, we look and I would say 95%, it's a really high number, probably 95% of the time, what we, the feedback that we get when we have that first kind of audit interview is, look, you're not, you're not even defending your own real estate. You're basically allowing your competitors to put a for sale sign in your front yard and you're not doing anything about it. You're not even putting up any kind of resistance. So a lot of times is just having the ad type coverage. Most sellers, most brands don't realize that it's no longer, you know, it's like, oh, there's four different ad types, whatever. There's over 30 different ad placements and, and ad tactics today. Most people are not even aware that there's even half of that, you know, when we ask them. <laughs> and so there's a lot of opportunity. You don't have to do everything. You know, you don't have to do category targeting. There's, there's very specific ways to do category targeting ads. There's certain ways that you qualify product targeting ads. Um, it's mostly, uh, in that case, you're basically running product targeting ads that are, that are kind of picking off your uh, weaker competitors, either those that have a lower uh, star rating, those that have a price point that's either $10 higher or $10 lower, which means two different ads. Um, those that don't have prime shipping, those are all opportunities for you to step in and win the customer because you're providing something that, they, that they're not seeing the value in the competitors that you're running against. Um, I think when it comes, yep, go ahead. Well, I mean, my next question for you is all about placement. And I think that so many people just kind of, and I don't just think I know this because I get clients that come to me all the time and they're saying, my PPC isn't working. I'm paying too much money. I don't know what to do. And I get in there and look at it and I'm like, okay, well, what do we have going on here? And then my first thing after I look at, you know, their dashboard is I go and I look at Amazon and I'm like, okay, where is your placement? What are you doing? What's your overall ad strategy, right? right. Because are you just setting up campaigns blindly and then going, I don't know why I'm spending so much money, but you're not checking your placement. So my, my favorite thing to do is go into the placements tab and go, okay, hey, look at you at top of search, you're here. And then like you said, Brian, as far as um, the different types of placements, I can't tell you, and I, I know I can tell you because you probably see the same thing, but so many people are registered brands and I just wanna scream at them like, why are you only using <laughs> sponsored product ads? Like you have all these awesome placements. You could headline search ads, video ads. You can be right in the buy box with the display ads. Like, what are you doing? You know, there's no strategy behind the ads. So can we talk about that? Can we talk about what kind of strategy should people be using for placements and what are the best placements and ad types for that? Uh 
you know, honestly, if you, you know, for, for somebody who's like, man, this is just, ah, man, I don't have time to do all this. I don't know how exactly how to set up. I mean, if you want to boil it down to the most simple uh, ad strategy that is going to still give you a significant competitive advantage over your competitors is turn on every ad type you got access to, put in a low bid. Cover up. <laughs> just yeah, you're basically it's like you know uh, you know call it a safety net. I I call some of them like gold panning uh, campaigns, but you know whether it is a sponsored product, sponsored brand, sponsored display, uh, you know automatic campaign, keyword targeting campaign, product targeting can- campaign, category targeting. You could turn all of those on. Put in you know a small budget, you know fifteen twenty dollars. Uh, on each campaign, just set a uh, and set a low bid. Set a bid that is, um, you know, half of your, um, you know, whatever your break-even bid. If you've calculated that, hopefully you have uh, for your products. Um, but go in with a low bid. Simply just being in a lot of a places. Fixed, would you use a fixed bidding strategy for that, or would you do like dynamic down? Yeah. What would because I've noticed with those, there's always now. a better practice, right? There's yeah. always a better way of doing things. And yes, I do frequently recommend that. That's kind of a troubleshooting thing uh, that I that I advise on a regular basis is when you're first launching uh, a campaign. If you have a campaign bidding strategy, yes, yeah, start out with fixed bid because that uh, there's a certain way that that basically overcomes Amazon's doubt about what you're 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 running. And they'll actually show your ad. I can, that's, that's kind of a rabbit hole I can get into, but at the most simplest thing is go out there, turn on as many ad types as you can and just put it at a really low bid. And yeah, some of those campaigns won't do anything. They won't have any impressions or they got really low impressions. But what you're doing is you're essentially setting up a, a, a kind of a safety net framework um, that you will have an ad. If Amazon sees the opportunity where you have a whole bunch of competition that is not running that particular ad type. Your ad will show, it'll show at that low bid. And basically you'll have a low A cost uh, ad that will run when everybody else fails. That's kind of what I'm saying with these kind of ads is you don't have to do everything perfect. You do want a lot of different kinds of ad types and coverage there, even with a low bid, because what you want to do is you want to look for any opportunity to take advantage of competitors who simply just stumble. They run out of stock. They run out of budget. They're, they're not running all the ads. And I can guarantee you is that, that most brands, uh, most uh, product listings that are being advertised on Amazon, they're only using about 15 to 20% of the ad types that yeah. are available. So if you and simply just do a little bit more... Most are using exact match too. Like only Most are using exact, exact match. match. Most are and using sponsored nuts. product I'm like ads. You're missing all this opportunity, right? Yep. But yeah. But, and, and it's because they've been taught that, you know, the advice that's flying out there, some of it is dated. Some of it has been wrong since the start, but somebody had a louder voice than like somebody like me or, or you who says like, like, oh, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's, yes, there are better practices. You can, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, people like us who spend our lives basically, you know, every waking hour, uh, knowing every little detail, every little exception, you don't have to be at our level, but yeah. you do want to at least try to make some kind of a presence through your advertising so that, uh, you're defending some of the real estate. So you're not making it 
cheap for a competitor running your to run their ad on your product listing. One, two is when the opportunity is right, Amazon will show your ad because your competition dropped the ball and they're not running ads. And three, of course, is I'm going to go back and beat this drum again, is if you are not talking, if your product listings are not grabbing the attention of the shopper and your main image and your title and your content of your product listing is not speaking to what's in it for the shopper to own your product. If you're just stuffing a bunch of keywords in there uh, in hopes that you're going to get magically ranked for some high search volume, guess what? You're not. It just, just doesn't work that way. Um, but you can gain the attention of a shopper, uh, whether that is through ads or through organic ranking. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's still your image and your title that is going to grab the attention and pull that shopper into your product listing. If you don't even accomplish that first thing where they walk in your front door in the first place, you're not going to convert them because they, they're not even in your shop. Right. So, yeah. Cool. So, That's yeah, good. main image and title optimization for sure. Um, and then and then second would be getting the, you know, a decent ad coverage even at a low bid. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.